Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following podcast contains audio extracted from videos on the Harry Potter Theory YouTube channel. Hey everyone, welcome to another installment of Harry Potter Theory. We're first introduced to Professor Horace Slughorn in The Half-Blood Prince, just moments prior to Harry beginning his sixth year at Hogwarts. The introduction occurs when Dumbledore and Harry visit the home of Horace Slughorn, and Dumbledore persuades him to return to Hogwarts. Eventually, Dumbledore is able to successfully convince Slughorn to come out of retirement and teach potions. However, had it not been for the presence of Harry, Dumbledore may well have been unsuccessful. You see, Horace Slughorn, talented wizard and respected professor, was a bit of a social climber, and it was the opportunity to associate himself with Harry that lured him back to Hogwarts. Horace, said Dumbledore, relieving Harry of the responsibility to say any of this, likes his comfort. He also likes the company of the famous, the successful, and the powerful. He enjoys the feeling that he influences these people. He has never wanted to occupy the throne himself. He prefers the back seat. More room to spread out, you see. He used to handpick favorites at Hogwarts, sometimes for their ambition or their brains, sometimes for their charm or their talent, and he had an uncanny knack for choosing those who would go on to become outstanding in their various fields. Horace formed a kind of club of his favorites with himself at the center, making introductions, forging useful contacts between members, and always reaping some kind of benefit in return, whether a free box of his favorite crystallized pineapple, or the chance to recommend the next junior member of the Goblin Liaison Office. Essentially, Horace Lockhorn likes to pick favorites from all of his classes, he has a keen eye to identify if someone will go on to achieve greatness in some capacity, and takes great pride in their accomplishments. In the beginning of The Half-Blood Prince, Dumbledore instructs Harry to try and become chosen by Slughorn. I tell you all this, Dumbledore continued, not to turn you against Horace, or as we must now call him, Professor Slughorn, but to put you on your guard. He will undoubtedly try to collect you, Harry. You would be the jewel of his collection, the boy who lived, or as they call you these days, the Chosen One. And after he agrees to return to Hogwarts, we just sort of chalk up this bizarre behavior to Slughorn being eccentric, not giving it much further thought. For the most part, Slughorn is regarded as charming, jovial, and well-liked among students and staff alike. He had a talent for creating positive and welcoming environments. He was also known for his love of the finer things in life, such as good food and luxurious tastes. What's more, Slughorn was an excellent professor, showing plenty of enthusiasm and providing practical examples to help students understand complex potion-making techniques. 
And because of all of Slughorn's positive traits, people pretty much took Slughorn at face value. We later find out that Slughorn had some skeletons in his closet, like giving Tom Riddle information on Horcruxes. But after those memories are extracted, he's still not exactly painted as a guilty party. He comes across as a sort of unwilling participant, divulging information on a topic that he couldn't have possibly considered the ramifications of. But here's my hot take. Slughorn's nature was a lot darker than people realize. I think that Slughorn undersold his level of participation when it came to helping Tom Riddle, and I think that he's got some other dirty dark secrets in that opportunistic brain of his. I've got three specific examples, theories, so just hear me out. Horcruxes. We all know that Slughorn divulged some information to Tom Riddle on the topic of Horcruxes, information that was pried out of him when he presented his memories in Half-Blood Prince. Well, you split your soul, you see, and hide part of it in an object outside the body. Then, even if one's body is attacked or destroyed, one cannot die, for part of the soul remains earthbound and undamaged. But of course, existence in such a form, few would want it, Tom, very few. Death would be preferable. Slughorn even initially comes across as remorseful, having altered his memories to avoid the shame of being associated with such a conversation. But when the truth came out and it was revealed that Slughorn had indeed given Tom Riddle crucial information on Horcruxes, I still felt a bit skeptical. First of all, why on earth did someone like Slughorn know how to make Horcruxes? The subject of Horcruxes in the Wizarding World is not only taboo, but also incredibly uncharted. Most good witches and wizards wouldn't be caught dead learning about a subject like Horcruxes, and seemingly no one else in the series knows anything about them. Yet, here we have a good professor of Hogwarts students that knows them inside and out. Secondly, if Slughorn was so ashamed that he felt the need to alter his memories once, why not twice? Just because Dumbledore got what he wanted out of Slughorn's genuine memories, who is to say that those memories weren't altered as well? Perhaps when Slughorn's memories were unveiled, only a glimmer of the truth shone through. Perhaps Slughorn felt that by divulging some information, he could get them off the scent of a much bigger secret. Which brings me to my theory, Slughorn once had ambitions of creating Horcruxes. No, I don't think he made one, and I say that because I don't think there's enough evidence to support something like that. But plans to make one? Absolutely. Now, let me first state that Slughorn's aspirations to create a Horcrux came from a very different train of thought than Voldemort. Slughorn didn't necessarily want immortality or fear death, Instead, Slughorn's desire to create a Horcrux was fueled by his own dark curiosity and obsession paired with a desire to preserve his knowledge and influence. Slughorn, known for his tendency to collect and value connections with influential individuals, may have wanted to preserve his wealth of knowledge, connections, and influence beyond his mortal life. Creating a Horcrux could have been a means to ensure that his legacy, knowledge, and influence endure. Furthermore, Slughorn has historically shown a fascination with dark magic. It's highly likely that Slughorn, being a seeker of knowledge and power, may have been driven by the dark curiosity to explore and experiment with the creation of a Horcrux. However, I do also anticipate that Slughorn wouldn't have had it in him to mercilessly commit an act of murder. Because of this aspect, Slughorn would ultimately fail. Perhaps at least a part of Slughorn's unusual demeanor can be attributed to the fact that he's harboring secrets dark secrets. Which brings me to my next theory. Master Manipulator Like I mentioned earlier, Slughorn is known for collecting people, inviting them to his slug club, and then showing them off like trophies. His relationships with his prized students are unusual to say the least, 
viewing them more as objects rather than individuals. In fact, I'd be willing to bet that Slughorn would accept praise for the accomplishments of his students. But what we have to remember is that Slughorn's relationships with his prize students are driven by a combination of self-interest and the desire for validation and recognition. The Slug Club serves as a platform for Slughorn to associate himself with talented and influential individuals, which in turn reinforces his own sense of importance and status within the wizarding world. Slughorn's habit of showing off his prize students can be seen as an extension of his ego and need for admiration. And here's my hot take. Slughorn's seemingly innocent and jovial nature is just a facade, and by acting like this, he's able to manipulate events and people to serve his own hidden agenda. By showing off and praising his students, he comes across as a nice guy. But I think that's all just part of the act. One of Slughorn's skills is his ability to identify and exploit people's desires and insecurities. He knows how to play into their ambitions and craving for recognition, using compliments and praise to win their favor. By recognizing their talents and making them feel special, he gains their trust and loyalty, effectively manipulating them into doing his bidding. And I think that Slughorn deliberately positions himself to befriend and mentor gifted students in order to later exploit them or use them for his advantage. Now you might be thinking, well, that's not exactly new information. We all know Slughorn acts in his own self-interest, but my theory here posits that Slughorn has little genuine regard for his students and that he operates strictly in self-interest. I also believe that he has little moral compass when it comes to which students he is willing to make these connection with. If he thinks they'll do great things, good or bad, he will foster a relationship with the student in order to better position himself for the future. From this perspective, it's highly unlikely that Slughorn felt true remorse for giving Voldemort information on Horcruxes, as Voldemort, to quote Ollivander for a sec here, did great things. Terrible, yes, but great. And that's it for this video. Do you agree with any of my theories here? Let me know down in the comment section below. Also, if you enjoy the content, please like the video and subscribe to the channel. Until next time, remember, it does not do to dwell on dreams and forget to live.